0: Hello, you're listening to Uncommon Sense. My name is Doug Morgan, and on this podcast, we are beginning a three part series one today, one on Wednesday, and one on Friday. And the podcast is going to be covering Christians versus government authority. This is a particularly relevant subject, I think, because of the times that we live in, uh, particularly during this time of COVID and the lockdowns and the different things that are happening. Uh, in our culture today. And and it's a particularly interesting topic for me. I have been doing a lot of research, hours upon hours of research, uh, a lot of prayer. And and I know that we can react as Christians to uh, to the way that, that these lockdowns have come down or, or anything really when it comes, it doesn't have to just be COVID, but we can react in our humanness, we can react in our emotions, I know I can logically think my way through a lot of different situations, but what is it that the Bible is asking us to do? And how is it that the Bible is asking us to respond? And so what are we, our responsibilities in this area? Um, and, and that's what I really want to drive, drive into during this week and these three next three podcasts. Um, we see, like, for instance, Um, This podcast is based out of the Pacific Northwest in in the United States here. I know that we have listeners all over the place and so I'm not going to make this a local issue, but I am going to use this as an example because here in the Northwest in the states of Oregon and Washington, we have uh, some very liberal governors who really like to, um, they like their lockdowns. (laughs) In fact, here in the uh, last few days, uh, we are locked down even more heavily than we have at any other time. And, and, and I've seen some interesting teachings on this particular subject of Christians and government authority when it even comes to our pastors. I, I just saw, just the other day, in fact, um, it, it was from a sermon yesterday... Um, and it was, I was watching uh, some clips online, and this pastor basically said, we need to wear masks at all times in order to be loving. That if we're not doing that, we're not doing the loving thing, and that it would be going against the teachings of Jesus Christ. Uh, he also said we need to obey the laws no matter what, uh, no matter what they are or who, they, who they're coming from. If they're a governmental uh, authority, then we need to obey those things. And is that the biblical response? Well, I don't know. We're, let's let's take a look here. Uh, Governor Kate Brown of Oregon has uh, said that we definitely need to do that. She's she said, "I'm not asking you to obey. I'm telling you to obey." Uh, Governor Inslee has, has said uh, similar things. They're asking that. Uh, and actually telling us that we can only have 25 people within a church. Uh, those people cannot sing, and they have to be wearing masks, and they have to be re- registered. Um, we, we cannot have more in Oregon, uh, can, cannot have more than six people uh, in your own house, and that those things can be enforced by uh, state police, and they can come into your house and, and, uh, and, and regulate those things within your house uh these these are these are restrictions coming down by the government and uh and and as a christian are we just to say okay we're going to obey well let's take a look romans 13 1 is where we want to start and uh that's a, a very common scripture that's being, that that pastors refer to when it comes to submission to authorities and let's read that it says let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. So what is that saying? Does that mean that we just need to obey everything that a governmental authority says? Because God is the one who institutes those people and puts them into place. Um, I would I I would suggest that if that's the case, if that's the way you believe, that God puts every single government official in place, um, then then it, it brings up a number of questions here. Then, and one of those questions is, does God install ungodly leaders? Because if He installs every single leader, then that would mean that He installs ungodly leaders. Is that His will? Is that what He does? Uh, I would suggest that maybe that's not necessarily the case. Why would God install? An ungodly leader well let's take a let's take a, a, a little closer look at some of the points that people will suggest and even pastors will suggest that are in scripture that say that he does install all leaders and uh, there's there's two Old Testament there's two New Testament let's take a look at Psalms 75 uh, is it would be the first one that that I can think of that people will uh, bring up and say this is what the uh, is what we need to do as Christians because God does install every leader. Psalm 75 7 is where we're going to now and what it says here is it says but it is God who exists who executes judgment putting down one and lifting up another. Um, Yes it, it does say God puts down and lifts up but is he saying that he puts down and lifts up leaders? Is this Talking about governmental leadership, you can read beforehand. You can read after. It doesn't say anything about government leaders, and so yes, he. Pride comes before fall, and there's things that that happen uh, to us. Uh, God can be the instrument or or not, but um, but it's not referring here to government officials, and so. Uh, I don't know if we can use that scripture to say that that God institutes everyone and we need to obey everything. Daniel two verse twenty one uh, is another one that's used in the Old Testament, and it says this: He said, "says He changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding." So obviously here there there's those that stand on He uh, where he he rises Kings up he takes Kings out Um, so that is referring uh, to to a governmental system Um, but is it saying that he does that every time is that saying that that every single King he put into place and every single King he's taken out of place Uh, I would suggest that no. that it's suggesting here that he can intervene and he does intervene at times I have no problem with that God is sovereign he can do what he wants but it's not necessarily necessarily saying that he's doing this on every single level. He doesn't, um, yeah, we, we know that he can actually do miracles and that miracles are done today. But does he do miracles every time? No, we don't know why. We don't know why he doesn't just do a miracle every time we ask him to. But he does and is able to do miracles but he doesn't do them all the time. He can intervene and he does intervene, but he doesn't do it all the time. And I, I would suggest that our government officials uh, are the same thing, that he can intervene, he can institute someone, he can, he can put somebody in place or take them out, but he doesn't do that every time. We do have a free will. We do, we do know that we can be governed uh, by, by who we elect in this country, but we're going to get into that here uh, a little bit more uh, later. Uh, let's take a look at New Testament scripture then. And there are two New Testament scriptures that people like to stand on in order to support this kind of theology. And Luke 20, starting at verse 22, is, is where um, it talks about this. And, and uh, Luke 20:22 20, says this. It says, "It is lawful for us to give tribute to Caesar or not." But the perceived, but he perceived their craftiness and said to them, "Show me a Denarius." whose likeness and inscription does it have they said caesar's he said to them then render to caesar the things that are caesar's and to god the things that are god's all right so now we're we're getting into uh, where jesus is doing some teaching they're trying to trap him here obviously in in a, in a in a logic trap and and just like every other time he he doesn't allow himself to to, to to be trapped, and he, what he says here is that we are to give to Caesar what is Caesar's. Now, this is talking about taxes. This is a Daenerys that he, he that he uh, had them look at. He's he's saying that that we need to give taxes uh, to the the local government or whatever gov- government is in authority here, and uh, and we need to not. Um, you know run away from that responsibility now we know that um, that there were people during those times that uh, did not teach that that they uh, basically said hey we are um, following followers of God and we're not gonna follow anything that any kind of government says um and 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 he 's really talking in in a great manner to this type of mentality uh, it doesn 't say anything here as far as do we actually follow what uh, uh let 's say an unjust ruler um, would would have us do uh or or anything other than taxes can we take from this particular scripture so let 's go to the last one, and I think this is the one that that a lot of people. Uh, think of when they when they say, hey, this is what the Bible says, that we are to just simply uh, follow God and everything that, that the Bible says, but also follow government and everything that it says until it overlaps into uh, non-biblical things. So let's take a look at that. And First Peter 2 um, is where we're going to start. First Peter 2, 13 uh, through verse 17 says this, to be subject to for the Lord's sake to every human instruction whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good you see in this it's interesting because it's kind of telling us as if you just read it straight out here that we are to be subject to every human institution and and so people will stand on this and say, that's what the Bible is saying, that we need to be subject to and obey without question everything that a government authority figure has to say to us. So let's take a look and see if that truly is what it's saying. Well, if we look a little bit closer, I think you're going to see a couple things. First of all, we know that in the New Testament, this was Paul and he was... he was. Um, he was writing in, um, in his uh, Greek language, and the Greek word here is hupotasso, uh, for submit. Uh, and and if, if we are to submit to every human institution, um, then we need to know what submit means. And hupotasso, um, is, it means submit or be subject, and it means to arrange stuff respectfully in an orderly manner underneath. Let me repeat that again. It means to arrange stuff respectfully in an orderly manner underneath. Now this 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 word is uh, not unique to this passage right here. This word is also used in other areas, including Ephesians 5:22, in relation to husbands and wives. Now, I've heard a lot of sermons when it comes to pastors and and, and talking about uh, husbands and wives and how they're to interact with each other. And the Bible has a, a number of different passages, including right here uh, in First Peter, where it talks about wives: you need to submit to your husbands; you need to uh, tasso to your husbands. And what does that mean? Well, the, the, there's a lot of sermons that that, that um, get it correct when they say that it doesn't mean that wives are to be a slave to their husbands. It means that they are to be a teammate to their husbands, that they are uh, that the husbands are are to love their wives as themselves they are to listen to their wives they are to be a team player with their wives that that their wives have, have an integral part in that marriage and yet there is uh there is an authority structure there within the family and we are to respect that if we are a wife and we are to respect our wives and love our wives if we're a husband and this all works together very well but when it comes to this same word here in first Peter 2 13 when it says we're to be subject to every human institution then suddenly we want to change that word and we want to say well but it just simply means to obey every single thing the government says when we use the same word when it comes to husbands and wives we don't preach the same thing we don't say well wives you need to obey every single thing that your husband says that he is the authority that god has put him there and you are to do it unquestionably we don't preach that i mean it, it was preached in in times past and it was wrong now i'm suggesting that it, The very same thing is happening here in this passage when it comes to governmental authority, that if we take this and we say that we are to blindly obey without question our government authority, then that is exactly not what the scripture is saying. Because if that was the case, then there would have been another Greek word used here. And the Greek word for that is hupo kuo, which means obey, to conform, to follow, a command, or to kowtow to an authority as a subordinate. You see, this word is used 21 times in relations to like children and parents and slaves and masters. I mean, we we know that there's a different relationship between a husband and wife and a child and their parents. We know that there's a difference between a husband and a wife, or a, uh, a master and a, and a slave, than there is when it comes to a husband and a wife. You see, these are two different words. And if the, the last word was going to be used, the obey, without question, word was to be used when it comes to a government authority, then Paul would have used that word. But he didn't. He didn't use that word. He used one that meant... That we are to respect and we are to um, give weight to an orderly manner underneath is what that means. So, yes, we are to respect the office, but doesn't mean that we're to obey every single ruling or whatever case may be when it comes to our authorities. I'm suggesting maybe that's not the case here because we know what words are being used. We also know in First Peter two thirteen it says for the sake for the for the Lord's sake, and for the Lord's sake that that means that um, one cannot obey a wicked law for the Lord's sake, right? I mean the Lord would not uh, want us uh, obeying a wicked law, would not want us enforcing a wicked law, and so uh, how can we do that for the Lord's sake? Um, so, so do we see here that that God installs ungodly leaders uh, to do His will, or does He use ungodly leaders to do His will? Well, he doesn't necessarily install them, but He can use them, just like He doesn't necessarily create bad things to happen in our lives, but He definitely can use those things for His good. We look at this, let's let's go back and look at Romans thirteen, speaking uh, about this. So with all of this in context now that we can see here a little bit more about what uh, the, the scripture is saying uh let's take a look at romans 13 again and speaking see if it's speaking about anarchy or any government you see are we to obey and are we to have respect for the office well i think we are supposed to have respect for for authority figures but are we to obey blindly? I don't believe so. And here in Romans 13, the government was set up by God, but it doesn't necessarily mean that He put a, every single person in office. He set up the institution of government. Why would God do that? Why would God set up the institution of government? Well, because anarchy is chaos. And God is not a God of chaos. God is a God of order, God is a God of justice. He put the government system in place to have that order and justice see this is starting to make some sense now isn't it you see we we are to be anti-tyranny not anti-government Romans 13 is saying to honor the institution not necessarily the person in it you see we, we know that God instituted government, a governmental system and there's lots of different governmental systems but he he instituted a governmental system because he knows that without that there's anarchy and with anarchy and the way that we're wired as human beings that is chaos and god is not a god of chaos god is a god of order now we're going to look here in the next uh two parts we're going to look a little bit further into this what does that mean for us How, what does that look like But I think it's very important to establish here, the very first thing, that the idea that we as Christians are just simply to obey blindly and to go about whatever our authority figure tells us without any question to whether or not that's right, wrong, evil, wicked, it doesn't matter, then that is a teaching that is not biblical a teaching that is biblical says that god created a governmental system and that we are to uh have respect for that system we are to uh, help maintain that system but we are not necessarily to blindly just obey whatever a government figure says and so let's take a look at this a little bit farther in in the in the next couple days um if if you have any questions you have any comments uh, you may completely disagree with what I'm pointing out here I'd love to hear from you uh, we have an email for for that uh, I will personally um, look at at yours and respond to your uh, email every single one uh, that email for uh, for you the show here is for uncommon at gmail.com again that's four uncommon sense at gmail.com I look forward to hearing from you. And, uh, and if you like what, what you're hearing here, or maybe don't like it, but it is intriguing, why don't you hit the follow button, and that way you can be notified uh, of, of future podcasts. We try to do about three week, uh, like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday thing, and we're having a wonderful time looking into truth when it comes to Christianity and politics. Thanks for listening.